According to a national poll, only 16% of Americans believe that Republican Alabama candidate Roy Moore should stay in the Senate race following allegations of sexual misconduct with teenagers. 16%, or as Moore calls it, old enough percent. <laughs> oh, I get it. Took me a second. Only 16%. So about supporting half. Uh, we got this text. Judge Roy Moore should pledge to resign the day after he's sworn into office. That'd be a good plan. But the problem is most politicians aren't actually about their ideas. They're about them being in office. Sure. Yeah. Which has always bothered me. Uh, very seldom will you see a politician who would be in a position where they'd say, well, I don't care if it's me or him, as long as this idea that we both agree on is, no, you want the power. Mm-hmm. And, sure. uh... Because if he just cared about his ideology, then he could. But, yeah, that would work. Then he could just say, I'm on the ballot. Vote for me. I'll, I'll, I'll resign day one. Governor reports, appoints a different Republican. And there you go. Sure. In fact, let's ask the governor. You got somebody in mind. How about uh, Joe Jones over there? He's a good, well, Jones, poor choice. That's the yeah. other guy running. Smith. How about old uh, man Smith? Everybody loves Smith. Okay, great. So vote for me. You'll get Smith. You'd think they could do that, but a quick follow-up on the insurance thing. A friend of mine who is in business and uh, knows about health care and that sort of thing. If you lie on an insurance application, I catch you, it goes on your insurance credit file. Uh-oh. Yes, there is one. You can request a copy anytime, but if they put it on there that you lied, he says you're never getting insurance again. Really? And then has a link to... Uh, let me make sure this is cool to say. Uh, com, which is... Um, what does MIB stand for? I don't know. Nobody knows. Men in Black, the charming Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones vehicle from late 90s, early 2000s? I, I think we can assume it's that. Something uh, insurance board. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. <laughs> Monkeys in Botswana. <laughs> anyway. So, well, okay, so don't lie. Unless you think you can get away with it. <laughs> Which is usually the strategy for lying, right? I'm pretty sure I can get away with this. What if you said, I started smoking a month ago, long after I checked the box? Were you supposed to get a hold of them? I mean, I don't have to worry about it. I'm just wondering. I don't know. There's, there's, no, I don't smoke. There probably is uh, fine print somewhere. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you start smoking, you got to call us. I don't know. How about if you start pleasuring yourself in front of women? Uh, that could be hazardous, certainly, to your career. A scholarly, serious assessment of why powerful men make women watch them masturbate, bait, bait, masturbate. Is it is it a power thing rather than a sex thing, as we've been speculating? Stay tuned. Okay. I was kind of surprised how quickly everybody pulled the plug on Louis C.K. Um, like FX and that you know that series that they run constantly. Yeah, several seasons of it. And his movie that was already finished and just on the cusp the of being movie, released. The movie, I can believe, because it's about a guy who's doing <laughs> that sort true. of thing. That's true. But his series? I mean, do, do, do I boycott the network or whatever if they're still running a series that I liked? Because I, I, I don't know. You know, Cosby's... What about Cosby? He's back. Cosby Show is back. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, well, he's radioactive right now. He, 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 Louis C.K. will be back. Um... Well, Colbert and Seinfeld talked about this a couple weeks ago. Colbert said he can't listen to Bill Cosby routines. Seinfeld said, oh, I can. I, I just easily separate the the comedian from his personal behavior. I can listen to the routines and enjoy the humor and the structure. And Colbert mm-hmm. said he couldn't. How about you? I could watch Louis C.K. I don't think I would be overcome with 
no, anything? I think, no, I, I'd be fine with that, with with hearing him do his comedy, especially because his comedy, so much of it was w- w- about what a perv he is. That's so, kind of weird. Uh, it's either kind of weird or not the least bit weird, weird or both simultaneously. I'm, I mean, weird as a viewer. Would I be able to listen uh, to him talk thinking, yeah, you actually do that, you yeah, weirdo? That's, you're not exaggerating. <laughs> I happen to know you do that. Yeah, I don't know. Who did I hear? Oh, it was old uh, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. I'll always remember him as the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. But Brian Cranston was talking about uh, Harvey Weinstein ta- saying, uh, you know, if there's real contrition and real understanding of the pain he's caused and blah, blah, blah. I could see him. I don't think he will necessarily be gone forever. Not as a full-on rapist. He ought to be gone forever. I'm uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I was I was kind of surprised to hear that. So, well, what Holly Weird will uh, Holly rapey would what they will tolerate is evidently uh, even greater than I thought. So I but, look forward to hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be gratifying. Just <laughs> self gratifying. Hey, <laughs> wow. Just came across this statistic, which is pretty interesting. Sixty-seven percent. That'd be two thirds. Two-thirds of U.S. women are size 14 or higher. Mm-hmm. So that is by far the average, the norm, if two-thirds are 14 or higher, right? I mean, that's, come on. I am right now Googling size 14 model. Okay. Plus size women, that'd be size 14 or more, account for 1% to 2% of images seen in media. Wow. When... Two out of three women are that. Is that uh, something that should be wow, fixed or two wrong? Two out or? of three women are as big as these gals I'm looking at. I know it's different being a woman more. than a man when it comes to this sort of stuff. I spe- But I expect men I see on TV to be above average looking by quite a bit. Oh, she's a size 14 too? Well, yeah. It's clearly. Clearly what? Clearly, the, yeah, it's possible two-thirds of women are her size or, or bigger. But, it, but it, yeah, But is it's that a tough. problem? What, I know women, oh God, I got so much sympathy for you. I've actually tried, like, to go shopping with my wife. Finding clothes that fit looks like a nightmare. Y'all just have more going on. <laughs> Listen, I got a reasonably skinny waist, but I'm a big, fat old boy up top. Or... You know, I'm kind of reasonable down uh, up top, down below. I'm shaped like a pear. You know, you got like two choices. <laughs> As a guy. Unless you're skinny. And even with you, when you go in pants, you're like, well, my, my waist is this many inches. My inseam is this many inches. Here's the pants I need. Women, right. it's all just this vague. And make them stretchy. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm a seven and a half with this designer and a yeah. nine with this person. No, and it it's... looks like a nightmare, seriously. But in terms of the media images, is that something that needs to be corrected, should be corrected as a horror or something? I don't know. Like, like I said, I'd... I expect the men on TV to be the top couple of percent of good-looking. It just makes sense. It's more appealing for us to watch, I guess, when yes. we're getting the news or the weather or a, a sitcom or whatever. Yeah, you know, you look at any era in entertainment, I mean, we all didn't look like Kirk Douglas. I mean, or Humphrey Bogart or whatever. I mean, Weight-wise, we did. Yeah. But do people look at the TV and say, I'm not going to watch this sitcom? My friends don't look like that. Who 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 does that? Does anybody do that? Mm, I don't know. I've heard racially speaking, there's there's some that I could buy. Yeah, that I could actually believe. But there are no go, heavy people. You go to the movies and think I need more people that are my size or above if I'm going to enjoy this movie. Does anybody think that? I want more uh, out of shape, uh, out of breath, inflexible action heroes. <laughs> guys who like they can throw a punch all right, but only the the guys guys close to them. <laughs> 
And if he has to chase him, forget it. It's over. Yeah, the chasing lasts 30, 40 seconds tops. You know, I was thinking on a similar topic. The uh, sexiest man alive thing we were talking about earlier. Uh, who is it? Blake Shelton this year. He's, he's a fine man. He's a real gent. Guys want to have a beer with him. Women want to, well, you know, whatever. You want to know who it was in 1997? Oh, I, I, I'm desperate to know. If you guessed, you'd probably be right. If you always I guessed, doubt Ge- it. If you always guessed George Clooney, you're going to be right or, a lot. Or Johnny Depp. <laughs> George Clooney. George Clooney. Uh, uh, listen, you m- made the comment that there are just a couple in their 20s. Yeah. In 30 years. A lot of guys in their 40s, upper 30s. Right. A few in their 50s. Several in their 50s. Here's, that would not be true with women. This if you is, had the sexiest woman alive. This is one of my favorite things to think about and read about, is... The extent to which human beings are driven by their animal nature and the extent to which we're driven by our frontal lobes, our effort to get beyond our animal nature. Beyond Thunderdome. (laughs) No, no, beyond (laughs) our animal nature. Uh, Usually in good ways, sometimes in in dumb and self-defeating ways, in my opinion. Yeah, we're very much just a slave to our animal natures. Very much. Mostly. Yeah, it's disappointing. we're, We're only impressive compared to... Animal animals who are really slaves to their animal nature. But you're driving the cool, fancy car, right. and you think it's a decision by a by a wise, you know, uh, human being, and you're just doing what animals do. Uh, yeah, you're just trying to be attractive to you know as many options as possible as a mate. Right, or impressive to your fellow males or females, so that you will be the chief of the tribe, right, or or what have you. Yeah, it's it's all very animal. But the sexiest woman alive is. Usually quite young, in her 20s. Oh, yeah. Now, occasionally they'll tip a cap to a, I don't know, a, a Michelle Pfeiffer or something like that. Jennifer be- Aniston's 40. That's right, sort of exactly. Thing. And everybody will feel all enlightened about it. <laughs> it's all about reproduction. You got a young, healthy woman, extremely important. You've got a mature, not so quick to anger, not so quick to run off and find a different mate, male of the species. Going to die early so you can have his money? <laughs> well, that, well, <laughs> so that it just makes sense. That's why People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive is usually more mature and not a, a hot, impetuous young man. Because, you know, women, they're sexy, and then there's attractive there is, yeah, okay, a roll in the hay with him would be pretty great. And then there's, I want to have his baby. Those are two different kinds of sexy. So it's easily explainable. Can you kill the volume on that, Sean? So you're saying a 56-year-old Harrison Ford, sexiest man alive in 1998, he could get together with Kate Upton, who was like 22 at the time that she came on the scene. They could have children together. 56 is pushing it, in my opinion, but... Uh, he, I, I'm yeah. not a gal either. Unfair, I picked the oldest one on the list. But like somewhere in kind of the, the, the middle. Johnny Tepp was sexiest man alive when he was 40. I, I would, Ladies, I wouldn't marry Johnny Depp. No, man. Just, it's none of my business. Hugh Jackman and cut you to ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> if you like angry drunks, roll the dice with Johnny. Blake Shelton's 41, this year's sexiest man. There you go. They're, they're not very often. And he's on the kind of younger end. Uh, they're not going to choose a 40-year-old woman to be on the cover of uh, 
Sports Illustrated swimsuit thing. Only like once every five or six years to get some of the heat off of them for being, you know, pigs. You see a parallel. It's an easy pattern to pick up on. You see a parallel in Hollywood, too, with the best actor almost always being an established 40 plus year old man. The best actress is almost always a young starlet that is early in her career, except for the when Meryl Streep is in a movie. That Jennifer she gets Lawrence in. is the biggest money making actress in the world. What is she, 25? Something like that? Being very old. And back when uh, Judge Roy Moore was the head of the Academy, it was Jodie Foster. For taxi driver. <laughs> oh, that was unfair. Wow. That was really, really unfair. I'm so sorry. Listen, those of you who swing Roy's way, it's just an exercise in comedy. Just staying in shape. So you got a scientific reason that people like Louis C.K. and others are. It, it, well, yeah, why they pleasure themselves in front of women who have no interest in seeing it. It's, you I, know, I don't, it's a deep psychological dive into that behavior. Because I don't get the public masturbation thing it just seems well yeah one of the points is that if you don't have that kink it doesn't make a lot of sense to you (laughs) stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show Just, I was watching the early show and say they're making a, a big deal out of this. Two-thirds of women are size 14 or greater, but only 1% to 2% of the images on television are, are, are that. And I assume, I didn't listen to it, but I assume they're making the what kind of message does this send young girls? It's always, always part of the discussion, yeah. Yeah, and then they had on a, an example of here's a couple of plus-size models that are beautiful to show that, yeah, they're, they are beautiful they're gorgeous they're one in a million gorgeous so what is that that's supposed to be the life affirming message for kids if you're one in a million beautiful you're attractive you yes, can get away with true. being heavy i don't i don't know well, if you're attractive is. you're attractive right period right and uh and that's not very many people so really seems like you'd, you'd have to be making the argument uh, everybody on television is attractive we need more unattractive people on tv well yeah I if do. you think that's important but Half a sitcom's got a heavy dude who's the dad. Yeah. Um, Usually an attractive heavy dude. I haven't watched sitcoms for years. Usually a good-looking heavy dude. Like, Kevin James is heavy, but he's a a good-looking guy. Yeah. Um, Everybody on... I'd never even thought about this before. Almost everybody on TV is good-looking, no matter their shape. So what's that message? The ugly people are good-looking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't worry about this, but... Speaking of ugly, the L.A. Times doing the work that no one else wanted to do, apparently, to actually delve deep into why do these various uh, powerful guys want to pleasure themselves in front of women who didn't ask for it. And they've got a gallery of everybody from Harvey Weinstein to Louis C.K. to Mark Halpern to uh, Brett Ratner to uh, I don't know who that dude is. Um, Oh, James Toback. Okay. There you go. Did Mark Halpern pleasure himself in somebody? I don't remember that. Um, he had him sit on his uh, lap. Yeah. Exhibitionism. Maybe they're just uh, okay. lumping it in. But uh, they say uh, sex therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists say public masturbation is a form of exhibitionism. 
that powerful men used to sexually harass and abuse unsuspecting women. It's a mental disorder that doesn't make sense to most men and is all too familiar to most women. Most men can't imagine exposing themselves in public. Many women have seen it happen far too often on subways, buses, and other public places. Yeah, if you're not into that, I would get no sexual gratification from that. In fact, I would get horror, like bad feeling. Yeah, yeah. Negative chemicals. Yeah. This is not good. I I could see it as like a a ridiculous drunken prank, like mooning somebody, which is incredibly undignified, but on that level. But like doing what these guys are doing, that's a kink. That's a serious kink. And and it's funny, the more you live in a crammed together environment, the more you're going to see that, obviously. Um, I, I I don't know if my wife has ever had that happen. Though. I remember a girlfriend I had in college. She lived with a couple of other women, and they 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 rented a house in the house across the street from a big plate glass window. And there was mm-hmm. a guy in his seventies would stand at the window, staring across at him, doing his thing. Oh boy! And they all just thought it was and funny. His like, thing hey, was playing the oboe. <laughs> hey, don't walk out here. Ralph's doing it again. Yeah, they, that's the way they responded to wow. it. Wow! Wow! Exhibition is a paraphilic disorder defined in the Merck Manual of Diagnosis and Therapy as quote. The achievement of sexual excitement through general exposure, usually to an unsuspecting stranger. It's grouped with other paraphilias that include voyeurism, pedophilia, sexual masochism, sexual sadism, and other recurrent, intense, sexually arousing fantasies, urges, or behaviors. Ah, uh, that's not that helpful. Uh, L.A. sex therapist Alexandra something or other said in an email exchange, quote, forcing women to watch masturbation is an act of revenge against women. This type of behavior isn't about sex. It's about hostility and sexual inadequacy. The hostility often harks back to the man's childhood relationship with his mother, Uh. who may have been emotionally abusive or failed to protect him from an abusive father, she said. I don't know. Bit Freudian there? Yeah. I don't know if I buy that or not, but who knows? Driven by strong recurrent sexual urges, exhibitionists act on a self-deceptive fantasy that the witness might enjoy the experience, said Frederick Berlin, the director of Sex and Gender Clinic. Now you're crazy. If you think that the... In the case of that director, Brett Ratner. If you're, yeah, if you think the model you just met sitting in the limo next to you going to whatever job, oh boy, is going to think, hey, awesome, you're seriously deluded. Right. Well, it's a self deceptive fantasy. This is Frederick Berlin, director of the Sex and Gender Clinic at Johns Hopkins Medicine in Baltimore. When the witness responds negatively, the exhibitionist often feels intense regret, shame, and self disgust, said the professor. That's what I expect out of Louis C.K. at some point, when he finally makes a little bit of a comeback, and he's going to do an entire routine on this whole thing. You know he is. But listen to this. And I want to hear him talking about after the women would leave the room. Yes. Stuck in a cycle of addictive behavior, the exhibitionist is addicted as much to the shame as the sexual act. Oh, weird. God, that's (laughs) troubling. Double weird. God, I'd hate to be addicted to shame. Sex experts say a (laughs) combination. Oh, boy. I'd be busy. I'd be really busy. Not one of my favorite feelings. Sex experts say a combination of privilege and arrogance cause powerful men in such situations to believe they're above the law and can get away with it. The experts say such men also think most women won't say anything and that they can be threatened or paid off if they do. Seeing a scared and humiliated woman begging him to stop makes the masturbating man feel powerful and aroused. That's so Uh, sick. Back to the the Freudian gal. The high comes from the chase, she said. The intensity of the situation activates adrenaline, especially when the situation has the possibility of danger. Do they get to, is there any fix in these people? Hand her a cleaver. You know what? You like that <laughs> adrenaline and the feeling of danger? Hand her a big old pair of scissors. 
I understand you like danger, so I've brought in a live lion to the bedroom. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Here's some pruning shears. Um, uh, is there any fix in this? I uh, live under the assumption, based on nothing, that there's no fixing these things. They're just, you're just wired that way. Case by case, I would guess. Now, whether or not you can stop yourself from doing it anymore, that definitely, I think, would be a case by case. If the punishment is high enough, will they stop doing it? Some will. A lot will. Yeah, I would think so. Jennifer A. Drobak, who teaches sexual harassment law at Indiana University, says the men can be motivated by the thrill of domination, the illicit nature of their conduct, and hatred toward women. Most of these men understand that their behavior is illegal and usually criminal. They don't care or cannot control themselves. Uh, power, dominance, etc., etc. Here's an L.A. sex therapist. The act itself is predatory and intrusive, but coming from an authority figure, the victim is left not just with the shame of the dirty little secret, but with the added concern of how it will affect their livelihoods should they try to speak up about it. Jeez, that's something that you got, because I, I worry about my livelihood every day. Putting it in danger because I get a thrill out of that is uh, oof. Hard yeah. to imagine. Uh, victims of exhibitionists feel a range of emotions from humiliation to disgust to anger and worry about retaliation and ostracization. In my experience, I saw a variety of complex reactions, said an attorney who deals with this stuff. Some were shocked, uh, afraid, felt shameful, frozen, numb. Some were confused, wondering if they had done something to attract the, the assaultive attention. Well, Louis C.K. was asking permission. Before he did it, or he thought he was. Yeah, but it, so we're, you know, is it always, uh, well, okay, so you got the power dominance thing, then you've got the sexual compulsion thing. Are they always both there? Is a Louis C.K. guy just a perv? Is a Harvey Weinstein guy just a bully? Or, or is there always a little bit of each there? I don't know. I don't know. I look at Louis C.K., I do not see him as the same as Harvey Weinstein, oh, no, no. who's a predator and a brute. Louis a perv. And, and, and as he put it in his apology, which some people bought, some didn't, he said he, he thought he was giving women a choice, but instead he was giving them a dilemma, which is an exercise of power in a way. I, uh, famous swimmer. She wrote a piece in the New York Times over the weekend about her swimming coach molesting her her whole life. Oh, boy. Most famous swimmer in American history was her name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Anyway, it's an awful freaking story. But what's interesting about that is um, he would, like, um, keep it together, apparently, and then he would just, like, turn into this grunting, snarling, crazy person. Oof. Um, that I found really disturbing. I hadn't heard that one. That's different right. than some of these other stories we've heard. Mm-hmm. He'd just like attack her and just go crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, that whole where your head is sexually thing is completely independent from the rest of it. You can be a calm, reasonable, uh, uh, admirable, functional person, but that one part of your personality can be way kinked up, and nobody would ever know it till they run into it. Did you find that, Sean? Uh, I was... I. I just did I'll, a search for, for swimmer, the most Summer Sanders, but I no, don't think no, that no, was no, the no. name attached it goes, to it. It goes back further than that. But anyway, okay. it was a um, really troubling story. And, you know, another one of those really, uh, a really trusted close part of the family, the swimming coach for this gifted swimmer that the family believed in, and every every bit of his outward appearance was normalcy. Diana yeah. Nyad? Yeah. Yeah, Diana oh, is it the gal who do swim across the Gulf of Mexico and Yeah, stuff? she's one of the most famous swimmers in world history, but her yeah. coach was just a full-on sex creep rapist wow and um 
and uh, is either still out there or, or or died without anybody ever accusing him. But because this goes way back to the seventies when when this was happening. Mm. But her description of how he would, yeah, it was it was troubling. God, the, the who knows what lurks in the heart of uh, hearts of men or the minds of men and women. Very troubling. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the NorCal shooter, we got more clues to his meltdown. Good news for embattled Senate candidate Roy Moore. And Donald Trump has one question for the UCLA basketball players newly freed from Chinese custody. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Okay. Is he going to make this situation better or worse? Let's stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's find out what's going on in the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, the gunman behind that rampage in Northern California was actually out on bail after being charged with stabbing a neighbor and had been the subject of a domestic violence call the day before. God, that sucks. Neighbors also said he was repeatedly reported to police for firing hundreds of rounds of ammunition day and night. The neighbor has been shooting a lot of bullets lately, hundreds of rounds, large magazines. This guy has been crazy. He's been threatening us. The Sacks stupid, angry coward's family said the shooter was struggling with mental illness. Yeah, you don't need to say sack. Just call him a stupid, angry coward. All right, drug problems and had a violent temper. One of his neighbors sang. It just takes one idiot to, you know, destroy people's lives and take people's lives. So where is, uh, how is the mechanism missing? Because the old standard, is he a danger to himself or others? How is that standard not, how can we not invoke it in a situation like this? You got the neighbor's reports. You got the spouse reports. You got the history of drug use and mental, is there just nobody to connect those dots? Is there nowhere to file the report? What are we missing? I mean, this guy in the the Texas, former Air Force Uh guy, I mean, they were just screaming, I'm going to hurt a bunch of people. With their every action, not to mention their words. How can we not have a mechanism? Embattled Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore is back in the lead. He's leading Democratic rival Doug Jones in a new poll. It's Fox 10 polls. Got Moore up six points among likely voters. 49 to 43%. Wow. If he wins, what does that mean? Well, you know, I could see people thinking... Well, he's obviously a creep, but I don't want the Democrat, so we'll get him elected, then the Republican Party will figure out what to do. Um, I don't think it's necessarily an endorsement of Creepo, but there are plenty of people. Hell, we're getting emails right now of people saying, can't believe you guys are falling for this. It's a plot by such and such. The the, the yearbook yeah. thing was forged, et cetera, et cetera, and, and this, is, this, is, this is not true. Well, if everybody from Mitch McConnell to Sean Hannity... Yeah comes out and says this guy is unfit to be a senator and he's elected to the U.S. Senate. That is something. Oh, agreed. President Trump is uh, now wondering whether the three UCLA basketball players who were detained in China will, in his words, say thank you to President Trump. In a tweet this morning, Trump said the players were headed for 10 years in jail for alleged shoplifting. And while he was in China, 
Trump asked President Xi to intervene, and the players were sent home yesterday. And when the players, including Leangelo Ball, younger brother of Lakers star Lonzo Ball, arrived at LAX, reporters shouted out questions like, You got a message for Trump. You know, you made a call for you guys. It's a big deal. You're the man. The players expected to make a statement today at Pauley Pavilion. The three again detained in China last week on suspicion, they're saying now, of stealing sunglasses. I think Trump should have left him there. What do you think? You know, I don't know that the president needs to be interceding on behalf of shoplifters just because they're, you know, college ball players. I'd say to, uh, I'd make sure I got messages to somebody, you better be treated fairly. No roughing right. them up. Right. None of that stuff. Yeah, hey, President Xi, uh, protect their human rights, but if they broke your laws, then they broke your laws. I'm not... Let's. How about the you know various dissidents and journalists and and, and people imprisoned right. wrongfully? Let's let's spend our capital on them. And she moved very very quickly on this, and a lot of analysts are now saying yes, but he will want something back in the future. When the president of China does you a favor, he will want a favor back someday. If Yao Ming gets caught double parking or something like that, <laughs> well, all right, fair enough. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Right. Jackie Chan has some back taxes. <laughs> wow. What? I thought mine was out of date. <laughs> He's currently in a movie, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an up-to-date <laughs> reference. All right. All right. He's got a movie in the theaters right now. Oh, come on now. It's a 70-year-old action star. I salute him. He's more flexible than me. <laughs> I could roundhouse kick you in the knee. That's about as, <laughs> it's as high as it gets. Uh, the petering out is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. things for you our our uh, sixth in a series video is up on the facebook page where else can it be found where can on it be the found? website on the website armstrong and getty radio.com our we've been usable website we've been it's doing more these, usable uh, than it used to be we've been doing these videos for some reason and uh, some of y'all find them entertaining well you see if you find them entertaining there's, there's now six in the series two oh my mm-hmm. we, we've done six of them apparently. no we haven't apparently really that's the word that i hear on the street huh well, um, you, you're Mr. Street. Got your ear to the ground. So Facebook and Google agreed yesterday. They're still getting grilled by the government. Um, agreed yesterday to, to some control over from the government over what ads they can put on and stuff like that, which they previously had not agreed to at all. Mm, interesting. Yeah. There, there's, there's We're worried a, about the political ads and the Ruskies. Is that yeah. what it's all about? We're yeah. not talking deodorant ads. And, Correct. <laughs> or listening into your conversations with your wife, and all of a sudden, because you're out of socks, you get sock ads. <laughs> it's interesting the, um, the, the flip that has occurred on Facebook for a number of reasons. I don't just with me. I don't know, but I, I sense it's kind of going on in America. Facebook, a couple of years ago, just the thought of it, brings happy chemicals to everybody it's it's fun it's my friends it's it's 
I'm reconnecting. It's, you know, it's college. It's it's dating. It's cat pictures. It's your grandkids. It's all that sort of stuff. And now I think for a lot of people, Facebook gets an immediate negative response of spying on me, Russians. Angry political opinions. And yeah, that sort of thing. You're, you're, shaking, you're reaching into every facet of my being, and I'm not quite sure how to sell me stuff. You're nodding your head, Sean. You think there's a, been a switch somewhat? Just a... Yeah, I think that's a beautiful description from joy to kind of a, a reservation. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, and so yesterday I came across this stat. One out of every six minutes online is spent on Facebook. Wow. Think about that. Wow. All the time. All the people spending online. One out of six of them are on Facebook. Man, you are a monster. It's astonishing. And keep in mind, without the the recent comments from Sean Parker, the first president of Facebook, who said our whole plan was how do we monopolize your time, your attention as effectively as possible. Yeah, and they knew it from the start. I mean, that was part of their plan. It wasn't just like a, uh, I always assumed it was just kind of a, uh, a a beneficial side effect that, hey, it turns out that. Isn't that helpful to our business? No, that, right. they knew that from the beginning. Right, Mark, Mark, you know, it turns out when people see a like, they get like a rush of pleasure. What they do? Really? What's that no. going to do to children? Wow. What? How do we design our products so that we don't, I don't know, turn them into crack monkeys? <laughs> no, that was not the conversation. So a co-worker of ours, I think he talks about it on the air, but since I'm not sure, I won't mention it. A co-worker of ours says... He deletes the Uber app whenever he uses it. Like, if he needs to use Uber, he's in a town, he, he downloads the app, gets an Uber, then immediately erases the app. Because he said in the fine print of the Uber app is that they get to access all your other information on your phone. What? And listen to you. What? That's what he claims. What? That's it? What? What? God, it'd be a pain because you got to enter your, your yep. uh, credit card number and yeah. everything like that. But uh, what would it take? Two, three minutes. Uh, that's uh, I'm I'm a big Uber guy. I'm astonished by this. I'm shocked. I'm horrified. Oh, the, re- the I, I skipped why I leap leapt from uh, Facebook to Uber because uh, somebody in the know was explaining a Facebook thing to me yesterday. Is that they're the things they get into your computer, into your smartphone, and what everything like that to follow you? Even you get rid of your Facebook account and everything like that, they're following you the rest of your life. You'd almost have to create a new identity to get away from Facebook. Wow. They, they, you, you do it on your phone. They got the information to get into your computer now and all the devices you ever use henceforth, mm. and they just follow you forever and take all your information and, and catalog it and sell it to people and all that sort of stuff. Target ads toward you. You're just in forever. God dang it. And I set up a fake Facebook account once, just kind of on a lark, just to see what it's like. I've never used Facebook, but that was enough. Yeah. Well, and I remember you told me a tale that, that put me off Facebook forever. Because you you were very careful to cloak who you really were. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it was trying to connect you with old, what was it, high school buddies or something like that? All kinds of people throughout my life that they were bringing all together to me. Like, how do you freaking know this? I used a fake name. I used a fake everything. How do you know this? Right, exactly. It's scary. You know, it's funny. I would like to have Mark Zuckerberg and like three of his engineers in the studio and say, all right, what's my favorite thickness of guitar pick? <laughs> oh, they'd tick, know that. Tick, Tick, Absolutely. Tick, 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 and give him like, see how long it took. Said, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, let's see. When I was a nine-year-old kid, where'd I go to vacation? Then you click it and they're typing, they're looking at Disney World. Dang, 
you got me. And if you've been doing Facebook since high school, they, they, they he could tell you your first kiss, your first boyfriend, your first you know, everything you want to know about a person. That's not the least bit chilling. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Somebody you don't know and certainly don't like knows everything about you and wants to use it. Mm. Thoughts. I'm strong and getty. I'm getting ready. All final thoughts. For some reason, I picture that guy naked in the shower, all <laughs> all lathered up with like one of those brushes. No. It sounds like it's in a shower to me. No, no, no. He's he's wearing a starch white shirt. He's got a straw boater <laughs> hat on. And he's one of those weird arm garters. What is that for? Is your know. sleeve too balloony? Or here's, here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Uh, Michelangelo, final thought? You know, I think we need to go back to the old Polaroid cameras and share our vacation videos, uh, photos that way. Just send them in the mail. To the, only the people that you want, you know? How about a good slideshow? You remember seeing a slideshow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good times. Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts. Along with uh, what Michelangelo was talking about, as far as tech products spying on us, Luddites like me then are ahead of the game. Pen, paper, landline, phone, and type O writer. Ah. Mm, yep. Nobody can hack a typewriter. Positive show on final thought. Yeah, we learned with the NSA story that uh, we're now going to have to start putting our label makers that we travel with into bends to prevent, uh, you know, the increased safety measures. <laughs> I just like the fact that now I'm going to have to travel with the label maker because I label people. That's what I do. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jack. That's kind of funny. You're take off your shoes and socks on the plane person. I just made a label for you. Stick it on the jacket. There you go. I gave you a gift. <laughs> I was, Jack, your uh, final thought. Looking at the list of people's sexiest man throughout the years, this year it's Blake Shelton, and how many of them have not aged well just in society? Hmm. Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, Nick Nolte. Uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, a number of these people not looked that well upon now. Uh, you know, do I have time for this? Barely. Barack Obama's presidential uh, library is going to open in 2021. It will not have books. It'll all be electronic. It will, however, have a test kitchen. Why? I have no idea. Talk about that later. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I didn't salute, Father. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.